Hey everyone, and welcome to Death Star Radio. I'm Lorenzino Estrada, joined by my co-pilot Chris. Chris, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Zeno? I'm doing good. We had a pretty big weekend with D23. We got all the Star Wars news a fan could dream of, really. And we're going to talk about probably the most anticipated Star Wars project as of right now, which comes out in December. It is The Rise of Skywalker. We got a new poster for it. And most of all, we got the new trailer. So, Chris, what were your thoughts on the trailer right off the bat? Well, first of all, I mean, you know, they announced that they released a trailer, I believe it was on Saturday, that they were showing the trailer to everyone, Friday or Saturday, which obviously, as somebody who wasn't there, you're sitting there going, oh, they better release this thing. You know, you start hearing rumors that they showed Ray with a red lightsaber. You're like, oh, is it Kylo's lightsaber? Is it blah, blah, You know, you never know. So when I first saw it, I, I'm not even going to lie, I woke up in the morning and I saw a tweet sent by you to me. It was like 8 a.m. Before I even stood up that morning, I watched that trailer about seven times. <laughs> I was so excited. And, I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. It was, it was really, really awesome. Um, that, those were my initial thoughts. Obviously, we'll get into more of it, but man, it was crazy. What yeah. about you? No, I'm the same as you. I woke up and I got the notification on YouTube. It said Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and I immediately just, I didn't even finish reading it. I just like unlocked my phone and started watching it and just chills. Like the entire, the entire trailer chills leading up to it, you know, showing the history of Star Wars and then going into the new stuff, which is essentially what we want, right? We want what uh, we're going to see in December. And my jaw was just dropped the entire time watching the trailer. I was I was just shocked. And I'm just, it just made me so excited. I mean, the hype is already there, obviously, for me and you. But now I'm, I'm just even more excited for it. Me too. And to anybody who says Star Wars is dead, we have the trailer open right here in front of us. And it is still number one on the trending part of YouTube. And it has been over 24 hours. So let's uh, let's cool down there, little folks. You know, it's got, it's got quite a few views and everything. So it's... To those people who are saying it's dying, let's let's chill. This weekend has something else to tell for you. Exactly. But um, yeah, we're gonna break down the trailer pretty much scene by scene, except for like the first fifty seconds. Because if you saw the trailer, it's uh, the first fifty seconds are of movies we've already seen. Of course, it's from all of the other eight movies in the Star Wars saga, and they are. It's a fantastic little homage. Honestly, if that was the only trailer, I still would have been hyped, <laughs> but not as hyped, obviously. But it was very well done. Um, I really liked how it was almost like a little bit of an an Endgame feel. I was talking to you, you know, earlier when Endgame first came out, or the trailers were first coming out, they did a lot of those trailers where they showed scenes from the first Iron Man, from the first Thor, from the first Captain America, and it was really cool because you kind of got the end, you got the feeling that this was really like the end, and I mean, not, not to, no pun intended with Endgame, but you kind of got that feeling. And so I think Star Wars really captured that. It's like the first minute of the entire thing is just scenes from all the other movies. And it just, once it hits you with the new stuff, you just, oh my gosh. Like you're about ready to cry already. <laughs> At least I was. I was like, oh my gosh. But what did, what did you think about that? It was kind of a reminder to me that all of this is, it's actually coming to an end. You know, Star Wars has been, it's still going to be around once Rise of Skywalker ends, once the credits roll. But the Skywalker saga, it actually is coming to an end. It says that in the trailer, right? The the most, I forget what it says, right? Like the most famous saga comes to an end. Something like that. Yeah. And 
to me, it really reminded because because something about the sequel trilogy has been that we've been we've been accustomed to these now new characters that we not that we forget about the old characters, but it's also their story and it's a continuation of that Skywalker saga. And for me, I think at times I forgot that at heart. This is what this saga is, what this trilogy is. So it was a good reminder for me. And uh, I really liked that. I thought it was well made, those first 50 seconds. It was really good. Uh, but obviously, I think we're here more to talk about the new stuff. Of course. And just everything. I mean, we that first teaser trailer, you know, we didn't even get much, right? We got the Emperor's laugh. That was the huge thing. And we saw maybe some new planets and things like that. Vanity Fair comes out with their magazine. And we have Lando. Lando, everything, quotes from Anthony Daniels, and then we wait a little. It's silent from April until this past weekend, and then we get this. And, I mean, I'm really impressed with it. I'm very excited for it. Again, I mean, I'm going to reiterate that so many times, that, that you and me are just so excited for this to come out, and we can't wait. And we're anxiously awaiting the return of uh, of J.J. Abrams to direct the Star yes. Wars to direct the Star Wars movie, and so should we break down the trailer? I say we shall. So we have the first scene of the new part of the trailer. I guess you would say it starts at about one minute and fourteen seconds into it, um, and we're, we've got it open right here. I know obviously you guys can't see it, but we've got it open. And of course, follow us if you yeah, would like to. Yeah. So it's it's. Finn, Ray, Poe, Chewie, and as far as we know, C-3PO, I mean, maybe R2 somewhere in there you'd like to think he is, right? You know, because you don't like to see C-3PO on his own. And you get a little little pinch of the Falcon there in the background behind yep. a rock. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, this is one of the first shots, I believe, of those three, which yep. you would call the big three, together mm-hmm. in this trilogy. Because... If you remember at the end of Last Jedi, Poe met Rey at yep. the very last, like the last scenes. So it's just unbelievable that it's taken this long for that to happen. And just, it's so unbelievably exciting. And I mean, that's my thoughts on it. They're wearing, it looks like Finn and Poe are in different kind of like obviously deserty t- style like attire. And I mean... Ray's almost in the same exact thing she's worn the entire trilogy. Yeah, Ray Ray is wearing the same clothes, but every time it's different colors. Like in exactly. Jakku, it was it was brownish. In Last Jedi, she was wearing gray robes, and then now she's in white. I'm sure that is symbolism for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we get new getups for um, for Oscar Isaac as Poe and John Boyega as Finn. I like Finn's look. He's got the Han Solo esque pants going there yeah. with the boots and. Poe looks good. I'm really excited to see them work together, especially with Chewie, too. I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic, considering that this is the first time we're going to see them. Like what you said, it's crazy. And I remember watching The Last Jedi, and then when they met them, I was like, is that is that true? Is that really the first time that Poe and Rey met? And it is. And I think that's a... I mean, this, this sequel trilogy takes place in, like, four days. Maybe even less. Right? Yeah, Force and, Awakens and, is, like three days long and then Something last year like, like 16 hours 16 24 hours something like that and it takes place almost immediately after exactly. force awakens yeah. so it's just unbelievable mm-hmm. and, and to add to that this movie takes place a year after which the last is Jedi, perfect which is good this is what we want we want to see ray grow in her abilities as a jedi and we also want to see kylo ren grow as well in the dark side so i think this is going to be a good uh, starting point for this movie 
um, and we're gonna see these characters. There's gonna there's gonna be some um, off camera chemistry with these characters. I would assume that they've you know gone and they've and they've fought the first order, or maybe they're still in hiding and things like that. But we're gonna know some things that have taken place over this year, and we're gonna be caught up with it. I think by the time this movie stars probably within the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie yeah they'll give us a little bit of a like a what's been going on mm-hmm. kind of thing you know a little bit like when they started return of the jedi and luke had a green lightsaber mm-hmm. you're just like whoa yeah. like you know what i mean so like that i love how they have that little time jump especially since they literally had no time jump mm-hmm. in between the other two yeah um so moving on to the next shot well before we leave oh, that you don't want we him? are yeah. on the new planet yes that's and this true. is it's not tatooine it's not jakku it's not any other desert planet that you know it is pasana which is a new location they filmed this in jordan actually which you learned from the uh vanity fair uh article so pasana so, new location believe it or not if you needed another desert planet in star wars <laughs> they it. delivered it. even if you didn't want it you got it they every planet other than like coruscant yep. and or and kashyyyk and Felucia, uh, everything else yep. is just desert, desert. Yep. you know it's just the way it is but anyways the next shot they obviously come around the corner and they just have an unbelievable amount of like, it just looks like a big party. It, it's massive. Yep. It's a massive party. It's absolutely huge. And, I mean, I don't even know what type of species live on this planet. What they possibly could be celebrating. Is it the end of the movie? Did they do something to make these people celebrate? Did they take the for- First Order out of their solar system and they're like, yay, you know, like, end of Return of the Jedi-esque. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, we don't know. But all I can tell you right now is this thing is absolutely massive. And if the shot before this, going into this big party scene, is the correlating shot, it's literally just like that, they look confused, almost. They come Mm -hmm. around the corner and they're like, they're examining it. Very true. You know? So that's the part of me that thinks it's not the end of the movie. But it, wow. It's a... It looks like quite the jamboree. Yeah, I mean, this looks like potentially a planet that has uh, not been touched by the Resistance, by the New Republic, by... I mean, the New Republic's gone now, but the Resistance or the First Order. It it could just be an untouched planet and that they are not aware of what's going on around them. And all of a sudden, the fight gets brought to them. That's That could be my inference from this. Uh, Yeah, it looks like Mardi Gras going on over there. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, this could be the end of the movie, uh, for all we know, but... um, we shall see. And we go to the next shot, and it's uh, G- General Leia Organa, who uh, Carrie Fisher obviously passed away a couple years ago before they started filming The Rise of Skywalker. And J.J. Abrams has said that they are using footage, unused unused footage, from The Force Awakens to tie her in to this movie, which is incredible. Yeah, see, I'm super excited to see how they do that, mm-hmm. because I know it's obviously they... They've kind of had to base the story around what kind of dialogue were in yeah. those scenes. Um, and, I mean, if you look at it, the only planet I can think in The Force Awakens that this could be on was where Maz Kanata's Cantina was, mm-hmm. which I'm blanking on the planet name. And I think we were both there. Yeah. Taco Donna. There you go. So, but, so, like, I was kind of curious on where they were going to fit this in mm-hmm. to um, Force Awakens. But, like I said, super excited to see what they do. She almost doesn't look like she looked what she looked like in Force Awakens. I don't know what it yeah, is. She almost true. looks like she filmed for this movie. Mm-hmm, really does. And and I think it's going to be really exciting to see yeah. what they do there. I mean, it's just going to be a whirlwind of emotion when 
anytime she's on the screen, you know, because we know that she's not with us anymore. And uh, just the fact, I think so much credit should be given, I mean, the movie's not out yet, but so much credit should be given to J.J. Abrams for being able to work with the footage that they had and to still tie her into the movie because this was going to be her movie. And I'm sure it's still going to be Leia's movie because for Force Awakens, we got, it was Han's movie, right? And then in Last Jedi, it was uh, Luke's movie. And then now it's going to be Leia's movie in a sense. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to, to move with this going forward and see how they're actually going to implement this to the new story. So we go to our next shot. It says the story of a generation. And we see a lot of resistance fighters come out of hyperspeed into, um, into the sky. We don't know the planet this is. We can see the sun in the background. It's a lot of when we see Y-wings, X-wings, uh, B-wings. We see the ambassador ship, uh, <laughs> A-wings down there. So this is a pretty cool shot, them coming to battle. Yeah, so clearly it's got to be a battle or if they're traveling somewhere, somebody told them where they were. Because this isn't the rebel fleet, mm -hmm. or at least what we've seen in this trailer. No big fleet comes behind them. Granted, now that I think about it, you know, me, I, and granted, I've only seen this trailer about ten times and I'm still thinking <laughs> about stuff. Um, I just realized that the main cruiser was the one that went through all of the ships in Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And so maybe the Resistance has yet to get one. Yeah. And so their fleet is just a bunch of random put-together ships, and the Ambassador ship or Tantive Four kind of looking thing mm -hmm. um, is kind of their main ship Yeah, it for could now. be their flagship. Exactly. So, I mean, that's something we'll have to look forward to. And there's really an assortment of ships. We got A-Wings... X-Wings, Y-Wings, B-Wings. Looks like we got that ship that Leia showed up on Takodana in Force Awakens. Yep. Um, I mean, we've got a ton of ships out mm -hmm. here, and that's a, that'll be fun to... After, and, and assuming if you've listened to our podcast before, we just finished reading Alphabet Squadron, or at least I did. That's what I was going to say. Um, I was going to do shameless plug. Check out our review for Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> yeah. Look at all this ragtag group of fighters coming exactly. together. Exactly, and it gives me that type of vibe. And after reading something like that, I'm actually really excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, kind of, a, not a side note, but it would be so cool. Uh, I know you haven't watched Star Wars Resistance yet, but it would be so cool if the Colossus came out of just came out with all of this. The Colossus is the main ship where uh, Kazuda Ziono is on and he's a spy for the Resistance. He's working under Poe. It would be so cool if we got him, in, or maybe not necessarily him in the movie, but we got the Colossus. I think that would be really fun to see. That's just from what from me watching Resistance. I'm still not done with season one, though, and I still haven't even seen the trailer for season two. got to get to that. <laughs> Next shot, we get a ton of Star Destroyers. I mean, this is... It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just lined up. I mean, this is how many is that? I mean, we're not gonna count them, but it's a lot. It's dark too. The setting is dark. It's a completely different contrast. I mean, resistance, you know, light, and then the first order, the dark, right? Yeah. I'm guessing that's what they're trying to show there. Ton of star destroyers. Uh, you brought up a good point, Chris. Could this also be a vision? Yeah, because obviously, I mean, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but the end of this trailer does have a pretty big pretty big drop with ray with a red lightsaber and these are all if you look at them if you if you compare to what the first order ships looked like in the last two movies and you look at these these are clearly imperial star destroyers clearly 
Like, I don't see any difference unless you're seeing something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Palpatine uses a vision to try and sway or intimidate Ray in any way. Maybe when we see Ray with that double lightsaber that we're going to see at the end, maybe Palpatine is showing her that and they're staring right back at each other. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. So I could definitely, because there's no way there's this many Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Now, also, the First Order could be using maybe the same design as the Empire Facts, because it worked. True. But the the First Order took a major hit when um, Vice Admiral Holdo sent the Resistance flagship throughout that entire fleet that included Supreme Leader Snoke's ship. So it's hard for me to believe that there are this year. many, in a year, that there are this many Star Destroyers. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Star Destroyers hold thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of, I'm not sure, hundreds, tens of thousands of, of crew and stormtroopers and, and things of that sort. So I think it's hard to believe that this is actually the scope of the fleet for the First Order. I do too. Something that did come to my mind, though, Chris, I mean... We have not, I mean, we're reading Thrawn, right? I mean, we both need to read. You're reading Thrawn Alliances. I need to read Thrawn Treason. We still need to watch Rebels. I saw this fleet, and I just, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe Grand Admiral Thrawn. Can we, can we make a, we haven't seen Rebels yet, so we don't know what happens to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it'd be cool if uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn made a little appearance. Yeah, very, with, very with unlikely. Me, with a thousand ships yeah. on him. He's, <laughs> He's a yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how it would work, but uh, yeah. Well, obviously, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens there. So we go to our next shot, and it's Finn with a new character. Um, oh, God, I had her name right now. Janna? Janna, thank you. I, yeah, so Janna's in the background with Finn. Uh, they're on some sort of ship. That does not look like the Millennium Falcon. It does not. But um, they're there. I'm get. I mean, maybe this is also one of those scenes that works with, um, like what you said earlier on on Pasana. Maybe they're looking at this fleet and how big it is. I mean, the coloring is kind of the same, but uh, so we see Finn and we see uh, and we see Janna as well. Is this new character? Is this a romantic relationship? I hope not. I mean, Finn is just Finn's. Ha- I mean, Finn has been with every single rumor you could imagine. It's true. Rose. Ray, there's even been Finn and Poe connections there, <laughs> right? I mean, that bromance is, is, spice, is spicing up for sure. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what part Janna plays in mm-hmm. this whole movie. Um, if it ends up being that way, I'm okay with that because I've never been a big fan of Jedi's having relationships. I feel mm-hmm. like that's that was a big part of the prequel trilogy. Anakin having a wife is the reason why he ended up turning to the dark side. Yeah. So I always have kind of thought that there shouldn't be any tension there at all when mm-hmm. it comes to romantic at all. So I wouldn't be pissed with this, but um, I guess that leaves Rose up in the air, which, by the way, she has not been in either of the trailers. Yep, and that is on purpose, obviously. So we'll have to see what she does, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming October, ESPN, Monday Night Football, because <laughs> if, I, I know it sounds crazy, um, but it's happened every time. Force Real Awakens. Yeah. We had one in April, we had one in July, we had one in October when they announced tickets, and it was on ESPN Monday Night Football. Yep. Same thing happened with Last Jedi. This year, we got it a little bit later in mm-hmm. August, So, but I still think it's going to happen in October. Yeah. Maybe we'll get her in that. I don't I'm know. I'm sure we She's will. clearly in the movie. Yes. They, there's interviews with her and everything. She's in the movie. We just don't know what she does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
Yeah. This so, this yeah. shot itself brings up a lot of questions. Uh-huh. And, and something else about Janna. Could she potentially be the daughter of a uh, Lando Calrissian? Maybe. Could this be a connection a that we could make? possibility. I mean, they asked her, and she said that Lando is a very charming man, and he's met, and he's mingled with a lot of women across the galaxy, so... For all we know, Janna is the daughter of uh, Lando, which would be cool. It'd be, it's a possibility. I wouldn't and mind I it. think we're we're missing something big here. Finn has a lot more hair on that he head definitely, than he has yes. in the other movies. So mm-hmm. clearly, that's a big mm-hmm. part of the time jump. If you fans of Endgame out there, if you saw the trailers, people were watching Black Widow's hair change from blonde to red in trailers, mm-hmm. so you knew there was going to be some sort of time jump. Yep. We're watching Finn's hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it here. We're wa- Finn's hair watch. Here we go. <laughs> Hashtag Finn's hair watch. There you go. And uh, Finn's back is doing good. Something that I never understood from The Last Jedi. His back was just fine. Yeah. After Kylo Ren just stabbed him Just much. eviscerated his spine. Yeah. Need, a, need a little stitches in there. You but... would think that. I honestly thought. I'm, I'm getting off track here. But I honestly thought going into The Last Jedi, Finn was going to be like a cyborg, kind of. Like he was going to have like a metal thing up his up his spine but i guess not okay anyway yeah to our next shot comes to an end talking about the <laughs> the oh god and then we transition to uh the best shot in this trailer mm-hmm. and that is an absolutely faded c3po <laughs> um c3po with the red eyes is chris is this anything other than a merchandise opportunity <laughs> um well all i know is that if we don't get a line saying I know you probably didn't recognize me with the red eyes. Then I really don't know what J.J. Abrams is doing. Like, I really don't know. Obviously, um, it's got something to do with it. He's sitting up looking like The Undertaker or something, you know. And red eyes. We've never seen C-3PO with red eyes. Of course, there's the memes out there. Like you said, it's just stone C-3PO. So stone to the we'll have to uh, We'll have to see how that works out. But... Um, yeah, I don't... C-3PO is really out there. I don't know what they could possibly do with it. How can they make C-3PO a villain if that's the possibility? Well, look at something that I noticed. Very minuscule, but look at him like kind of like rise, if that makes sense, right? Like, look at him come up. It's very villainous. <laughs> I'm probably reaching, obviously. I'm grasping at, at straws here. But to me, it just seems very like... Maybe he was, like, shut down, and then he just came back, like, up. They rebooted him, and now he's evil. Maybe, I mean, he was created by Darth Vader. I mean, there, there's... I, Anthony Daniels said that C-3PO does something in this movie that um, that's going to surprise many of us. And I'm not saying it's going to be a full turn to the dark side for C-3PO, but maybe he is um, he's uh, rerouted, in a sense, and... You know, some wires are put there and some wires are taken out and all of a sudden he's like an assassin droid, you know? (laughs) We saw the picture of him with the bow caster like in April. That's true. Um, So he might do something crazy. I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, that's probably one of the most exciting shots in the trailer, surprisingly enough. But um, I think we're all overlooking it. Oh, we're 100% overlooking it. And Chris, you know I'm a big Funko Pop collector. I have all the Star Wars ones. I cannot wait for the C-3PO with the red eyes to be released because you know that's going to happen. Oh, boy. So then we go to our next shot. And this looks very similar, Chris. (laughs) This looks like something we have seen plenty of times in Star Wars. And it looks like we have another super weapon of a sort. Uh, Shooting down on a planet that we don't know, but um, it's definitely causing some damage here. Red laser hitting the ground. Um... I thought of, I thought of the movie Man of Steel, 
and I thought of the of that machine in Man of Steel and how it terraformed um, Earth, trying to turn it into Krypton. That's what I got from it. I'm sure that's not the case, but I thought of like a terraforming to a sense. See, no, I'm. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but this is clearly Star Killer Base type technology yeah i mean obviously star killer base destroyed planets really fast maybe this is an unfinished new super weapon i'm keeping my fingers crossed that this movie is not return of the jedi because force awakens was a new hope yep so i'm keeping my fingers crossed there maybe this is a flashback maybe kylo ren is flashing back to all the p all the planets that they've destroyed mm-hmm. with star killer base and he's feeling guilty which leads him to the light side and Ray turns to the dark side, which is another theory we'll talk about <laughs> later that I really like. But, um, yeah, I don't really know what this shot means. Maybe this is a ship. I, that was another um, thought of mine. That maybe this is just a, a Star Destroyer with a extremely large cannon. I mean, we saw the Dreadnought, right? The Dreadnought had a huge um, cannon on it, and it was going to destroy... I mean, that's, that's got to be what this is, right? It's got to be that. Now that I'm thinking about it, and it kind of clicked for me right here, it's got to be like a Dreadnought, right? Like another one? I guess we'll have to see, because, I mean, the Dreadnought didn't have something like that. Very true, but it did destroy that resistance base. It's it, true. It completely decerated it. I agree. So, hope, like what you said, I'm hoping this is not Return of the Jedi, and uh, hopefully that's just a flashback. Uh, next scene... We get Ray. So this is a uh, this is a couple seconds long. Mm-hmm. Ray flinging her lightsaber, and it comes back to her. She catches it, and also in that shot we see a bit of a of a training droid dodging the lightsaber, and the lightsaber goes straight through a tree. You sure, so that thing dodged it. It looks like it did. It almost it, it looks like it raises at the end. It looks very close. Yes, it's very. We're close. gonna need a review on that. Oh yeah. And but is, it, the, is the training droid okay, J.J. <laughs> Abrams? Come on. But we see that Rey is learning, and we see that she is growing in her uh, ways of using a lightsaber and her ways of the Force. So we're seeing her grow as a Jedi, which I really yes. like, and I like and this And she's shot. on some forest planet that we don't know. Looks like Takodana once again. Kind of yeah. looks like Endor also. Yeah, also Endor, so I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, and Endor could be a potential um, location for this movie. Because from the other trailer that we saw, the first one, we saw that the Death Star, the remnants of the Death Star are there. I mean, one can imagine that when the Death Star blew up, pieces of it did fall to Endor. The only thing is, is that the first or second Death Star. Yes, exactly. If yeah. it's the first one, is a Yavin 4? Mm-hmm. Or is it Yavin itself? Mm-hmm. Is, if it's the second one, then yeah, maybe is it Endor. Yeah. So that's, we'll have to figure that out. Yes, exactly. So... Comes back to her. She has a some sort of red cloth tied around her hand. A little foreshadowing. Yeah, a little foreshadowing, I guess. And then we transition. Then we transition to um, Kylo Ren igniting his lightsaber with uh, his Tie Fighter or his Tie Interceptor in the. Is it the Tie? Is it called Tie Silencer? It's one. It's one, it's of, one the of the. It's one of the ties. In the background, we see lightning strike. So. This, sorry not to cut you off, yeah, go for it. this, I believe, is in that same area as all those Star Destroyers. Because yes. there's lightning, there's clouds everywhere, and you notice how you can't ski very far? Mm-hmm. This is why I think it's a vision. Yeah. And it's Kylo walking toward Rey mm-hmm. in this vision. And also, I mean, to kind of go off of that, it does also look like the location of where that super weapon hits. 
right? Because we see the rocky terrain, we see this floor right here, it's cracked, and, and maybe there's a ledge right there in the background as well. So uh, I think this could all be, this trailer might just be one big vision. It really could be. I Who mean, because obviously J.J. Abrams has tricked us many times in his, in his trailers. He did it for Force Awakens. I mean, we thought Finn was going to be the Jedi from the Force Awakens trailer, and it was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So go to the next shot. We're nearing the end of this trailer. We see Kylo Ren and Rey fighting. This can't be a vision, I'm sure. We see them fighting on what looks to be a big part of a ship. I mean, immediately I was like, yeah, that's the Death Star. That's part of a Death Star. And they're fighting in the, in the ocean on these uh, loose pieces of I, what, what, what I would assume would be the Death Star. Yeah, no, I agree. And obviously, if you've been on the internet and you're a Star Wars fan, you've clearly seen that this is very reminiscent of the fight on Mustafar between Anakin and Obi-Wan, which I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of callbacks to almost every single movie. Mm -hmm, and if they kind of have a little bit of like a, this is somewhat of a parallel instead of lava, it's, it's water. water. Yeah. And so that's kind of fun, you know considering that the lava was Anakin's turn to the dark side, maybe this water is more of a positive vibe, you know? I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. But, um, yeah, no, this looks really exciting. Yeah, and they're going I mean, at it. I'm not sure, but if you were to ask me, this has got to be the climax of the movie. Mm -hmm. Got to be. Um, it's really exciting. Yeah, they're really going at it. You can tell Rey is much more um, comfortable with the lightsaber that she which we haven't even talked about this, she clearly put the lightsaber back together after yeah. it broke. Mm -hmm. So she clearly has the pieces of the lightsaber. Um, so it's back together. Kylo's is still unfinished, you can tell, kind of by the way it crackles. Yep. And, um, yeah, no, we have not seen him with a mask. Yeah, and, I mean, that was a big thing in the, in the previous trailer. We saw the mask getting put back together, and we still have not seen it yet. Yeah, no mask there. Um... I, yeah, we yeah. can kind of see maybe the big circle of the Death Star in the yeah, background here of the water. Yeah. Um, we saw maybe we see maybe one of the turrets back there, one of the towers. Yeah, off so to the left. It's got to be pieces of the Death Star, yeah. if if anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see this being anything else. Yeah, and maybe it's the, a piece of their new super weapon. Also a possibility. Hopefully not, though. Yeah, me too. And then. From what we saw in the previous trailer, the one that was released for Star Wars Celebration, we see the the group of three alongside with... Uh, so we see Rey, Poe, Finn, Chewbacca, BB-8, uh, Dio, the new droid, and we see them uh, on the shore overlooking what I think is this big circular thing in the background. And then that's when we hear the Emperor's laugh and all that. So this this has to be you know, five, ten minutes later, right, from that moment. So, oh, man, this is going to be so intense. And and also, uh, Daisy Ridley said that this, the lightsaber fighting that we're going to see, and remember, we did not see any lightsaber on lightsaber fighting in Last Jedi. That's something that we were missing. Uh, but for The Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be more intense. It's, it's, these, people, these characters are going to be going at it because they used lighter um, lightsabers when filming this movie. So the material they used was lighter so they could be more flexible, if you will, in the way that they fight. And it could be more passionate and more... So again, I think we're going to see um, fighting in this movie, lightsaber dueling that we've never seen before. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard to top that Obi-Wan. And of course. I mean, Anakin that's the longest and... fight sequence in the history of movies. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to top that. But, I mean, we're going to get some passionate fighting here. So, um, oh, God. It's it's great. It's exciting. So, so moving on here. Yes. Keep, we're going to keep going here in the trailer. Obviously, this is where it turns dark. Um, and you hear the um, Emperor or... Ian McDermott, or whatever, whatever you want to call him, the Senate. Um, um, yeah, uh, Palpatine. He says, "Your journey nears its end," and then you hear like one, like breathe out or in, depending on what you want to say, of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What the heck?" And then it gets to that really creepy shot where it pans left, and Ray's got the double-sided foldable lightsaber with the hood on, and it's just absolutely. It's terrifying. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Because you're like, what? And she's, instead of she instead of the robes she's been in this whole time, they're the same, but they're black. Mm-hmm. And, and she's got she a cape. Has a, she has a cape. Well, she kind of has a cape on the other one. I don't know if you noticed that when they were fighting. Um, I did not. But um, this one also has a hood, obviously. Um, you well, can't really tell where she is. We got little rock formations maybe behind her. It looks like she's got a ring, like she's wearing a ring on one of her hands. Something like that. Um, but yeah, this is a, what I think is a vision. It's got to be. But breaking down that theory I was talking about earlier, what if this Star Wars movie is Kylo turning to the light side and Rey turning to the dark side? I would be all... In. I'm put. I want to put all my money into that. I want that to happen as well. But I think the reality of it is, if that was going to happen, we wouldn't be seeing this right now in this trailer. True. There's no way J.J. Abrams would put this in a trailer, knowing that that is going to be the outcome of the movie. So I think that's a sad reality for us. But I, uh, it, that would have been very cool to see Kylo turn to the light and Ray to the dark. Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be something. It also looks like she's... I mean, that... No, never mind. That's not true. This lightsaber crackles, too. I, you can see you can see these, like, red flurries. It's just like Kylo's. It's just like Kylo's lightsaber. It crackles as well, the double-bladed lightsaber, which we have seen in Rebels, which I've seen from uh, screenshots. So we've seen that exact lightsaber in Rebels. So, um, yeah, and that's that's the end. I mean, we the score in this trailer is absolutely amazing. John Williams, once again is being amazing and he has put it all together and at the end when it goes black when you see the rise of skywalker we hear ray's theme which obviously has to be this along with leia's story this has to be ray's story as well i mean also i mean it's right it's everyone's story but i think we see from the end of that trailer that i think it's going to be very focused on ray and for all we know throughout this movie we will see ray deep struggling with the pool to the dark as well and I think that's going to be a really uh, cool aspect of it. Something that was explored very slightly in The Last Jedi with the Force connection between uh, Rey and Kylo Ren. And that uh, that makes me bring something up, Chris, and I want to talk about it. Someone asked J.J. Abrams, what, how would you describe the relationship between Rey and Kylo Ren? And he said desperate. I think that's big, right? That's got to be like a big thing. Right, because Ray is this person, like trying to find a, uh, I don't want to say a father. I mean, essentially a father figure, family, right? Someone like you said, someone who believes in her, mm-hmm. right? And Kylo is just being ripped apart. I mean, 
his his lightsaber i think is a, is symbolism for him right his lightsaber is unstable it, it crackles right i mean kylo ren is the same way he's been pulled to the light he's been pulled to the dark he's um he's split in two basically at this i mean for all we know maybe he's not because with the way the last jedi ended maybe he is fully devoted to the dark side now i don't believe that yet though i think he's still a very conflicted character he's a very deep character as well but uh i really want to know what he means when he says desperate their relationship is desperate yeah um it's just desperate is a good way to put it like you said you already said what i told you before is she's desperate to find someone that believes in her granted finn believes in her and everything but like she she loved having that parental figure in leia in han that's why I think those Leia scenes are going to come in huge in this part. And maybe she finds that connection with Palpatine. And we'll have to see, you know. If if there's anything at the end of each of these trilogies, the main character has had to choose between the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. And we've had Anakin choose the dark. And we've had Luke choose the light. Yeah. So we're just going to have to see which side Ray chooses. And like you said, I, I agree with this scene being the red lightsaber. J.J. Abrams wouldn't have put it in here if that was his main goal. Mm-hmm. Unless it is his main goal and he just wanted to drive us all insane. <laughs> which is possible. Very possible. But um, I think it looks great. Um, I really... I, there's so many theories out there now. Yeah. We just have to wait for that next trailer now because we really have no clue. Mm. No clue. I hope no actor, no actress gives us a clue because I don't want to have <laughs> I mean, a clue. We want to be in the dark when know. we go to this movie. Yeah, not the dark side, but the dark. But <laughs> well, speak yes. for yourself. <laughs> but yes, we do want to be kind of just out of it. I've even questioned even watching the next trailer. But I think That's I'm huge. going to. I think I'm going to. There's no way I can. I'm yeah, too excited. You're, you're going to be tempted. So Easy. it's just, I guess we'll see what happens here. Yeah. Allow me to provide a theory very quickly. Please. Um, I think we, we're still trying to figure out who who's Ray, who the parents are for Ray, right? Something that, again, another, another plot point that we have to somehow hit throughout this movie. Um, I think Palpatine. I don't think Palpatine is... Ray's father or anything like that. I think, um, and this goes back to an episode of the Clone Wars, um, the one where they where Cad Bane takes the Force sensitive babies, and he puts them on Mustafar, and Anakin and Ahsoka save them. I don't know if you remember that episode. Mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with that. Not like I'm not making a direct connection between that episode and, and my theory, but I think from this trailer from from this trailer. And also from uh, just this connection, right, between Palpatine uh, being in this trailer, right? We've seen him in the past two trailers. And um, something from, I believe it was The Force Awakens, Rey's vision, when she says, no, come back, as a little girl. And she looks up and she sees the ship, um, you know, flying up and it disappears. And all of a sudden you see the red light from Starkiller Base, or what we would assume was Starkiller Base. I think Palpatine found that Rey was a Force-sensitive child, took her from her parents, and put her on Jakku with the hope that she would turn to the dark side. Or maybe she would get to the point in her training and get to the climax 
of her of her life and, and the movie <laughs> and she would have to be the one to decide or that the emperor would come in some way whether it be through you know a, a ghost or maybe his soul is in some in, in in some object that's something that we've kind of heard about with with um with the sith right because we know the jedi can appear in force ghosts but the sith can't so they can store themselves in a sense in an object right so maybe that's Darth Vader's helmet. Maybe that's just the Death Star in general, like the remains of the Death Star. But I think um, I think the Emperor put her there uh, intentionally. And I think that could have been something from um, maybe a plan, like kind of like Operation Cinder. Not part of Operation Cinder, but another one of those plans for the Emperor. I think that he put her there and that eventually he was going to come back and he was going to try to fully push her to the dark side. It's an interesting theory. Thank you. That's actually that's that's really good. But um, the only problem I have with that is the time in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah. Because who's executing that? And would Palpatine already be dead? Yeah. By well, the time pa yeah. she was born. Uh -huh. My um, thing for that is that Palpatine has those. I mean, we saw from Battlefront Two from the gameplay. He had he he planned this out. I mean. The reason behind the First Order is Palpatine. He gave coordinates to specific um, higher-ups in the Empire. And he said, once the Empire um, goes away at the Battle of Jakku, once they think that that is the last battle of the Empire, you take these coordinates and you go somewhere in the outer reaches of the galaxy, and then we form again. Maybe, the, I mean, obviously the Emperor is not part of that, but he at least fast-tracked um, the creation of the First Order. So it doesn't. it's not beyond my belief that the Emperor does not have a contingency plan outside of just Operation Cinder and sending coordinates to, um, to members of the Empire once it's, you know, quote-unquote, done. So I think maybe this could be a plan that Palpatine had envisioned and someone else just executed it, whoever that may be in the First Order. Maybe that could be... Someone like Legion General Pride, who's a new character played by Richard E. Grant. We haven't seen him in any of the trailers yet. I mean, that's me just reaching at this point, but I think that is, I think that, that's my theory. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's a very, very complex theory. It, it is. could happen, but I mean, that's what trailers give us. They give us time to completely go insane. Yeah. That's what trailers do. That's all I've been thinking about this, this trailer. I mean, it's, it's been all over my mind. And yeah. the Mandalorian trailer is good. That is a good trailer, but this just superseded it. Oh like, my goodness! Are you kidding me? Like I'm excited for the Mandalorian, but come on. Yeah, exactly. That's why it superseded it because yeah. it's just unbelievable. This trailer is just so well put together, and it left us doing something like this. Yeah. Because we don't know what the hell is going on. December twentieth, please, please come soon. Yeah, please. honestly, I need to finish this semester of school so we can get there faster. Yeah, that's another good thing, right? With that, the semester's over and Rise of Skywalker. I mean, we get Mandalorian in November, thankfully, so we mm. have to. We can look forward to that until until Rise of Skywalker comes out. I agree. I think we're done breaking down this trailer. I, I think mean, we're good. We we spent a nice little little chunk, chunk of change. Yeah. yeah. So we we did some time on here and yeah. it's it was a lot to break down. It really was. Yeah. This is uh, that was fun. It was. And this trailer is great. If you haven't seen it, which I'm sure you have if you're listening, but uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's well put together, and 
it leaves a lot of questions, like any uh, any good trailer would. So, uh, yeah. So, Chris, what are you watching? What are you reading? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so just to wrap it up, because we have our little our little segments, you know, with the what are we watching, what are we reading. Um, I'm currently reading Thrawn Alliances, and I'm reading the Stephen King novel 112263. And uh, both are fantastic. This trailer may have slowed me down. Because now all I want to do is something with Star Wars, and I get Thrawn Alliances as Star Wars. But let's be honest, it just makes me want to watch every other movie ever made. Yep. Um, so I'll admit this trailer seems to have slowed me down, but uh, we're we're pushing on. What about you? Um, what am I watching right now? Well, we watched Rogue One the other day together, so that was good. Finished reading Catalyst, so um. I'm reading right now Before the Awakening, which is a book by George, no, not George, Greg Rucka, and it's just, a, it's a bit of a prequel to The Force Awakens. We got three short stories about Finn, Poe, and Rey, and what they're doing before they get dragged into this uh, this war with the Resistance and the First Order, so um, barely started it, though. I have plenty of book. Actually, yeah, I have plenty of books on dock after this, though. I got Master and Apprentice, I got... Um, what else do I have? Master and Apprentice, Bloodline, both Claudia Gray books. Really excited for them. She's my favorite Star Wars author as of right now. And uh, Black Spire as well, uh, which actually came out today, Chris. Um, so I've got all those books ready to read after I finish um, Before the Awakening. What am I watching? I'm not really watching anything. I'll just say I'll just say Resistance. I'm still trying to finish season one of that. So, uh yeah. Yeah, I guess I could say I'm watching Clone Wars right now. You, You're letting yeah. me borrow. A I asked, I also am watching Clone Wars. I mean, I've seen all of Clone Wars. I've when I was a kid, we watched, I watched every single episode. But yeah, just too. giving a little bit of a refresher for when season seven comes out in February. Yes, um, me as well. I've seen them all, and like what you said, just trying to kind of not not get back into it because I can always watch Clone Wars, but uh, just kind of understand what's going on in that era. You know, you get so caught up in the era that we're in right now that it's good to go back and and watch those they're good episodes i mean it's a kid show but man it is so good it Clone is Wars very is just good. well made unbelievable yeah all right is that it i think we're good all right well check out our uh, our next episode and we're going to be talking i mean d23 it was not just rise of skywalker we got mandalorian we got uh we got clone wars we got we cassian the, the biggest drop of the weekend other than this one which yeah. is you and McGregor and coming McGregor. back as Obi Wan Kenobi, and we're gonna talk about all of that in another episode because if we put both of those together, man, we'd be talking, we'd be pushing an hour forty-five probably. Probably. So uh, we're gonna end this one here. Rise of Skywalker D twenty-three. Go check out the trailer and continue to watch Death Star Radio wherever you get your podcast. I am Lorenzino Estrada, and I'm Christopher Alley. We thank you for watching, and may the force be with you. <laughs>